Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1734 today. Thank you so much for joining me for it. Thank you so much for subscribing, for ratings, for reviews, all the kind words on social media, and also especially thank you to the patrons who support the show at patreon.com slash sw7x7 including rural farm boy andrew on twitter who i actually gave a video shout out to the other day and he has stepped up and become a patron of the show and i'd also like to give a shout out to joshua dlohe hopefully joshua i'm saying it right thanks for the pronunciation guide he is another new patron of the show and bobby gordon who's a longtime patron has jumped up a level as well. Thank you all so very much for supporting me in bringing you this daily dose of Star Wars joy. And that puts me at 49 patrons <laughs> for the show. I cannot wait who's to see who's going to be number 50. That's going to be something else. So hopefully it's you if you're listening and you're not yet a patron. Hopefully you'll check it out at patreon.com slash SW7X7. So while we are cooling our heels waiting for Star Wars Celebration to happen and dealing with the internet freaking out over rumors of the possibility of two trailers for Episode 9 coming in April and more alleged leaks of titles and visuals and all this stuff that we're probably ignoring because we don't want it spoiled for us at this point even though that's all we want i thought i would circle back on the flight of the falcon series and talk briefly about lando's luck by justina ireland now i had the pleasure of enjoying this as bedtime reading particularly for scorekeeper declan so he and i went through it chapter by chapter, usually about two or three chapters at a shot because they go pretty quick. It's designed for younger readers and it certainly made for good bedtime reading. And in fact, once we finished that one, we moved on to Pirate's Price as well. So, you know, let that be as much of an indicator as anything that not only, you know, did I enjoy reading it, but Scorekeeper Declan was like, yeah, you can read the next one to me as well. So, I think that's about <laughs> as good a, a uh, an indicator of the quality of the book as you need. Anyway, this is not a full spoiler podcast about it. In fact, we're going to do two episodes about it. One of them is definitely going to be a full spoiler podcast. That's going to be the one tomorrow, pending you know any other breaking news or anything like that. But we're going to talk about the connection to the events that take place in between The Last Jedi and Episode Nine that are described in Lando's Luck. But for today, it's more just to summarize what the deal with it is. First of all, it is taking place in the space that happens before Solo, A Star Wars Story, but after Revenge of the Sith. So we're still in the first half of the time of the Galactic Empire. And it involves a planet, Henestia, primarily, which is making tribute to the Empire by using this thing called the Solstice Globe, which it turns out is a sacred artifact from a planet called Libno 3. And a character named Zelgris, who has been brought into the royal house on Henestia to train the princess, a young Princess Renetta, who I guess you could say is kind of in the mold of another certain princess that we all love and adore. Well, Zelgris has apparently been part of 
her species long and arduous search for this and a couple other globes that could be used to uh, prevent an environmental disaster from utterly ruining her home planet, Livno 3. And so the challenge becomes, how can this solstice globe actually be returned to Live No 3 while at the same time still managing to deal with the tribute that needs to be paid to the Empire by Hinestia? And the good news about the book is that it does go along at quite a breakneck clip. There is nary a lull in the thing. Every chapter pretty much ends in some sort of cliffhanger that made Scorekeeper Declan say, come on, let's do the next one, let's do the next one, even if it had been four chapters, and I was like, all right, dude, no, you've got to go to sleep. You're supposed to be falling asleep while I'm reading to you. You're not supposed to be staying awake for this, but yeah, so in that case, it didn't do the job. It did not do the job of helping him get to sleep. It was too exciting for him in that way, but... Renetta has to learn how to deal with some very complex situations on her own, including figuring out how to manipulate Lando into doing what she needs him to do. And Lando, for his part, and L3 along with him are definitely as fun as you would expect them to be. The, you know, writing, the characterization is spot on. And, you know, whether you're dealing with Donald Glover or Billy Dee Williams, you know, Lando just brings a smile to your face. And especially with that character, the characterization really has to be right on for it to feel like an authentic Star Wars story. And Justina does a great job. And the same with L3, perfectly sarcastic. And you find out a little bit of, you know, tidbit information here and there to connect to other stories as we occasionally talk about here on the show. Nothing really, you know, significant. In other words, there's not any sort of like, you know, heavens opening and you going, oh my gosh, this connects with that sort of situation. But you do find out that at some point Lando has been to Tatooine. It seems like everybody's been to Tatooine. I think this is our first official confirmation in the new canon, at least, that he has been to Tatooine before. And there's also a reference to him going to Canto Bight and Cantonica to make a payment for all the smuggling operations he's doing. Coruscant gets name-checked as well, and a couple other planets do too. And there's also a reference to a Mustafarian special, and you've probably done that in a video game or two <laughs> if you've played and had the opportunity to pilot the Millennium Falcon, and I'll be curious to know if they actually offer that in the Smuggler's Run Riot at Galaxy's Edge, but I'll explain what the Mustafarian special is in just a moment. Stay tuned. This episode's brought to you by Audible. You can get your free trial at sw7x7.com slash audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E. I've been checking out the audiobooks for Star Wars on Audible since the reboot of the canon with A New Dawn by John Jackson Miller. And everyone I've listened to, I've enjoyed the heck out of. And now they're coming out with an audiobook exclusive, Jedi Lost, that's going to debut on April 30th. So the only way you're going to get that is by getting the audio version. So you might as well get a free trial for Audible and get your hands on it. You can go SW7x7.com slash audible. Sign up, and when it comes out, you'll be all set. Welcome back. All right, so the Mustafarian special, as described in Lando's Luck, is inspired by the fact that there are people who jump lava flows on Mustafar, apparently, but the actual maneuver doesn't sound like that so much. What the maneuver is is that they fire half of the sublight engines on one side of the Falcon at the highest possible power 
to basically make the Millennium Falcon spin around on its axis like crazy. And at the same time that they're doing this, they unload the cannons on the top and the bottom, the quad cannons on the top and the bottom of the Falcon. So basically they're just this crazy spinning corkscrew with laser cannons firing in all directions and blasting the engine so hard that the thing spins faster and faster and faster. L3 muses that any starfighter could do this, but for the Falcon, because it's, you know, a little bit bigger and bulkier, it takes a little more work to actually get it up and running. But yeah, I mean, how many times have you played a video game where you're flying the Falcon or heck any other starfighter and just you jam the stick over to the left and just shot like crazy? I mean, that actually brought back some memories from childhood myself at least so anyway so overall yeah lando's luck definitely an enjoyable read definitely a read for the age group it's intended for that's a young reader's chapter book situation but hey you know there's always going to be something to delight you especially if it's something that you want to share with your kids and i do have to thank disney lucasfilm press for sending me a copy of this in advance to check out it's been out for a little bit so, you know, I'm, I'm unfortunately not getting to it in a timely manner, as it were, but um, I'm very grateful for them to have sent me a copy of this to check out and share with you. And tomorrow, like I said, we will talk about the parts of the book that specifically relate to the time period between episodes eight and nine. But for now, we're going to call it a show. And I'm just simply going to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarks and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.